LeBron James just continues to defy odds and solidify that he is the best player to ever play basketball, leading the Lakers in the 107-95 win to improve the Lakers' mini-tournament to 3-0. There's a lot to break down in this exciting wire-to-wire victory, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire universe of universes, Laker Dad. Dad, big win uh, for the Purple and Gold last night. Their first wire-to-wire win, actually. They led from the opening tip and uh, were in control of the game for, you know, the whole game. A big part of that, Dad, was due to uh, the one and the only LeBron James just unbelievable performance for him it's truly just mind-boggling the fact that he is in year 21 playing at such a high level yeah hannah i mean once again lebron james was the best player on the court last night he was by far the best player for the lakers i didn't particularly think anyone else for the lakers played all that well last night although you know anthony davis was very good on the defensive end of things he was not good on the offensive end but LeBron continues to defy just just all barriers, all imagination as he, you know, really looks good and continues to carry this team. Yeah, it's it's insane honestly. I mean, 35 points, 2 steals, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. The game before and the uh, the kind of embarrassing loss to the Kings, he actually had a triple-double in that loss, but of course the Lakers a loss. And you know, you mentioned that you don't really think anyone else played that well. I don't really agree with you. You know, obviously AD struggled shooting from the floor, but defensively, he was really the catalyst for us. Uh, last night you know 16 points five block shots as well as three steals two assists 14 rebounds he did have six turnovers I mean and obviously he did struggle from the floor but on the defensive side of things dad he really got the job done yeah Hannah as I said uh, I did mention Anthony Davis and I said he was very good defensively he was just very poor offensively that's just the truth of the matter I watched every minute of the game and he was not good on the offensive end of things Um, You know, uh, the Lakers continue to have two very major problems in every game that unless they solve, it's going to become very problematic for them as the season goes on. First, they can't stop the other team from getting offensive rebounds. The number of second chance points that other teams get on them is like staggering. It's not at all unusual for teams to get two or three or four shots on the same trip down the floor, and they just can't seem to do anything about it. The second thing that they just can't stop doing is is the turnovers. The turnovers are just horrific and although LeBron is playing, you know, out of his mind well, he, he really the turnovers are the only negative. His turnovers have just been awful. Yeah, you know, obviously the Lakers do have some things that they uh, they need to work on. You know, you mentioned the turnovers 18 last night. Obviously, that's not an ideal situation, but I think a big part of that will continue to improve as the Lakers team kind of comes together and continues to get better chemistry. But dad, I don't know why you're you're kind of negative on this game because it was a great game and the Lakers are now 3 and 0 in this little mini tournament. They're actually the number 1 seed right now in the the Western Conference. They kind of divide it in like a weird way. Uh they now have home court advantage in their their final game which will be on Tuesday against the Utah Jazz and they very well could be winning this this tournament you know it's it's impressive and obviously you know it's crazy because this is the first time the NBA has done something like this so when we're watching these games it's kind of hard for us to get into that that playoff mode but that's essentially what these mini turnoff or tournaments are they're kind of like a little mini playoff and we're seeing you know LeBron James really really take over in them and, and the players 
really kind of uh, act as if this is more of a, an intense game. So I'm excited that the Lakers could potentially win this NBA, you know, little mini tournament. I know obviously there's some things to improve on, but still, it's a, you know, we got to give them credit. 3-0, and they're undefeated, uh, and they could very well win this thing. Well, Hannah, there's a long, long way to go before they win uh, this tournament. They're going to have to go through Denver. They're going to have to go through Boston. There's a long. It looks like clearly they're going to come out of their bracket, out of their division, and move on, and that's a great thing. But, you know, I'm looking more globally at the team right now. I, I thought they played pretty well against Portland. Remember, Portland is not a great team to begin with, and they're down three or four key players. So it's a depleted Portland team. The Lakers should beat Portland, and they did. Uh, I just felt that, again, the, the offensive rebounds that they gave up was just – it almost becomes comical after a while – and in addition to that, the turnovers, and it's, it's, it's the, kind of the way the turnovers are happening. It's just lazy, sloppy passes. It's, it's not like honest turnovers, I guess you would say. And I think these two things, they have sort of plagued the team all year, even in games that they've won, but certainly in games that they've lost. And they've got to try to do something about it. Absolutely. Well, you know, the season is really early on, Dad, and, you know, we're, we're above 500, 7 and 6 right now. Still so many games left to kind of get those things figured out. Obviously, you know, I agree with you. You know, allowing 19 offensive rebounds for this Portland Blazers team is is unacceptable as well as, you know, turning the ball over 18 times. But I think those are things that the Lakers will continue to improve on. And I think, uh, you know, we still have to get a couple of our, our main guys back. And once we're able to do that, we're only going to continue to improve. Now, Dad, I'm going to give you the floor on this one because I know why my dad is a little bit more melancholy in this podcast guys is because Austin Reeves only played 17 minutes as you all know my dad is a huge Austin Reeves fan and even though he's a huge Laker fan he always wants the Lakers to win I'm not gonna lie to you I think he cares a little bit more about Austin Reeves and the Lakers as a whole so even though I'm happy about this win I'm feeling pretty positive about the Lakers at the moment my dad is definitely a little bit more negative because he is concerned about Austin Reeves so I'm gonna give him the floor right now and he can talk a little bit about uh why he feels that Austin is only getting less minutes um and what he thinks Austin can do to hopefully increase his minutes and kind of find his way back into that you know guy where he's, you know, in the top four or five, you know, most minutes played and uh, best players on the team. Yeah, Hannah, um, I, I just, <laughs> I think the word uh, about Austin Reeves is sort of like uh, stunned more than anything else, that the turnaround could be this quick and, and this severe. Um, you know, coming off a great season last year, a great playoff run last year, you know, a really good run with Team USA this summer. And frankly, he looked really good in the preseason, too. He didn't play a lot, but when he played, he was very solid. Yet, literally five or six games into the season, he was demoted to the bench. And now a few games after that, and he's now getting the eighth most minutes on the team. I think many people thought that he was going to probably play more minutes than anybody else on the team this year. Uh, now... Uh, he looks like he may even fall out of the rotation entirely because, remember, we only have D'Angelo Russell playing guard right now. I mean, there really are no other gods. Max Christie isn't really playing, and he doesn't really deserve to play at the moment. Gabe Vincent's going to come back at some point. What is that going to mean for Reeves if he's only getting 17 minutes now? Uh, you know, this coach, I think he likes Gabe Vincent a lot. Uh, Gabe Vincent was sort of brought in to replace the Dennis Schroeder, to play the Dennis Schroeder role. So I've just never seen, you know, as mercurial as his rise to the top was, his his fall from grace has been even faster and farther than that. 
And I, I just, it's like stunning. And I don't really understand what the reason is. Now, admittedly, although he's had some good moments, uh, he doesn't look that good. He, you know, one thing about Austin Reeves in the first two years of his career, he was cocky, you know, and confident. And, you know, no minute, no, no moment was too large for him. And he was often at his best when, when the game was on the line. He just doesn't look like the same player right now. He looks like he's lost his confidence. He doesn't look like he's playing as hard, particularly on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on here. There's all kinds of trade rumors involving uh, members of the Chicago Bulls right now. Uh, D'Lo's playing really well. I, I just don't know what's going to happen, but I, I really think for the long run of this team, they got to figure out what's going on with Austin Reeves. I think you're way getting way over your head, Dad. In the game before against Sacramento Kings, he played 33 minutes. This is one game where he's only played 17 minutes, and I, you're kind of joining the media frenzy where all of a sudden you're freaking out. I think you need to remain more positive and relax a little bit. He had one game where he played 17 minutes. He was not having a good shooting night. He was one for four from the floor. Uh, he wasn't really contributing anywhere else. He had three turnovers, and he just wasn't having a good night. And honestly, with this team, because we're such a deep team, like we said from the start, no one's players are solidified. I mean, I guess, in, you know, unless you're LeBron and AD, but no one else's player and minutes is going to, you know, be handed to them. They're all going to have to work for it. In the game before that, he played 33 minutes. In the game before that, on Tuesday, he had a really good game he had almost a triple double in that game and he was able to contribute uh you know more than just offensively but last night was just not one of those nights so when you have other guys like cam reddish who are playing well you know you have torian prince like you mentioned d'angelo had a good night uh Rui, you know austin's gonna have to bring his a game every single night so i'm not freaking out about austin reeves in the slightest john I think if he's having a good game, his minutes are going to be there for him. But unfortunately, last night just wasn't one of those nights for him. And that's why you see if there have other guys who are able to contribute more, that he is going to uh, not be able to play quite as much. But not freaking out, Dad. It's just one game. I love you, but let's let's calm down. Let's not get so ahead and uh, consorm, consumed by what the media has to say. Well, Hannah, I uh, I think the problem is deeper than you're suggesting here. Again, it was extraordinary when they took him out of the line, the starting lineup after after promoting him he was the really other than lebron and ad i mean he was the guy i mean it was the three of them and literally within five games of starting the season he's demoted to the bench uh you know that's that's not what you do with a with a guy who you're counting on you know let him you let him play his way out of his slump uh but uh playing fewer minutes is probably not the answer and as i said uh, he's clearly fallen out of favor behind Torian Prince, behind Cam Reddish, uh, behind a lot of guys here. And when Gabe Vincent comes back, I, I'm not sure what that's going to mean for him. Well, let's see what these uh, next few games bring for Austin Reeves' dad. Like I said, I think if he's having a good game, he's going to get the most minutes. He's going to play over those guys. But unfortunately, this team is, not unfortunately, this team is just a very deep team. And so everyone's going to have to fight for their minutes. But I understand you love Austin. You want to see him in there the full 48 minutes, um, but I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. So let's take a deep breath and let's just see how uh, these next few games unwind. But Laker fam, I think that is going to be it for uh, today's podcast. Once again, the Lakers are 3-0 in this mini tournament phase. Of course, LeBron James playing out of his mind. Um, just unbelievable basketball. It's just truly mind-boggling and incredible to watch. But I'm curious... Who do you think on this Lakers team, besides LeBron James, 
is your husband contributing the most? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter's at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, like your hand and like your dad are out. Bye, everyone.